This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 20th Sunday in Ordinary Time, the 18th of August. During my years at secondary school in Woodford, one of the boys in my year set fire to the school during the summer vacation. It turned out that the poor lad had severe mental health problems which had never been diagnosed. We, of course, thought the whole incident providential as we got an extended holiday. However, I remember that when we eventually did return to the school, the stench of the fire and smoke damage was all-pervading for ages afterwards. Fire is a devastating element. In the Gospel of the Mass, we hear some words of Jesus which don't chime comfortably with an image of God which we may have that only sees him as meek, mild, patient and non-judgmental. I have come to bring fire to the earth and how I wish it were already blazing. The Greek verb used here is ballo, to cast down fire. It's one of the disquieting expressions of Jesus in the Gospel. In both Testaments, Old and New, we are shown a God who is loving, merciful and indulgent towards his people. But it is the same God who is also just, demanding and judgmental. The God who destroys Sodom and Gomorrah with fire and chastises when correction is required. However, we tend to think of fire as something destructive, destroying everything in its path. It's also a force that purges and clears. It's a symbol of life and energy, as well as death and destruction. It's an element that above all expresses intensity. That is why it is a symbol of God the Holy Spirit. It is this intensity that Christ wants to cast upon the earth, not to consume and destroy, but to purify and test. It's Christ's way of speaking about his love for the human race and his desire to light up the hearts of all people. Now, if you ever get to visit the English College in Rome, you'll see there a very famous painting hangs in the chapel depicting the Blessed Trinity. It's reproduced on the front page of the newsletter this week, and it has inscribed across the bottom of the canvas these words of Jesus in the Gospel today, Iniem veni mitere interam. Now, during the dark years of Catholic persecution in the 16th and 17th century, whenever news reached Rome that one of the former students of the college, a priest who had returned home, had been martyred in England, they would gather before this picture to sing the Te Deum, the ancient hymn of praise and thanksgiving to the Trinity. Someone had loved God so much that they'd been prepared to give their lives for that love, and this was the cause of their thanksgiving. And in fact, when those students entered the English college, they used to make a promise that when ordained, they would return home to the English mission and be prepared to shed their blood. And when those same martyrs would set off from Rome back to England, as they did from my own college, Allen Hall, in Darwin in France, they did so in full knowledge of the fate that awaited them. St Philip Neri, who lived in rooms opposite the college, would bless them before they travelled home, saying to them, Salvete, flores martyrum, 
I greet you, the flower of the martyrs. It echoes those words of St Thomas More, when from his confinement in the tower saw the monks of the London Charter House being carried off to Tyburn for execution and said, see how gladly they go, cheerfully, as men going to their wedding feast. God perhaps asks a different kind of sacrifice from each of us. St. Jane Francis de Chantal, whose feast it was last Monday, writes in her memoirs, If you give God your unconditional love, this will be a form of martyrdom. The martyrdom of love is no less painful than the other, because love is as strong as death, and martyrs of love suffer infinitely more by staying alive to do God's will than if they had to give up a thousand lives for their faith and love and loyalty. And this is how we say yes to God each day in the thousand small things that come our way, the people who need us, the sacrifices we make to live a holy life, making time for God and for others. And this is how Mary said yes to God and her assumption last Thursday was the crowning of all that willing fulfilment of what God wanted of her. With her, we have the same impetus to continue spreading the divine fire of God's love for the human race here on earth, whatever the cost to ourselves. Let us pray. O God, who have prepared for those who love you good things which no eye can see, fill our hearts, we pray, with the warmth of your love, so that, loving you in all things and above all things, we may attain your promises which surpass every human desire. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. <laughs>